Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU football brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen have been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Well, the good news is BYU's up 35-14. Not as good news, BYU would have been up more, but for an, in- an end zone interception thrown moments ago by Baylor Romney. And you could have tacked some points on and made that a... Uh, a more than three-score lead. If you go up 24, yes, technically three touchdowns with two-point conversions keep it three, but for most intensive purposes, it's a four-score lead if you get a field goal there. Touchdown may put it out of reach for Utah State. Now, just the slightest glimmer of hope now that the Aggies have taken into a second down and goal from the seven. So the drive ensuing after the INT has taken the Aggies deep into BYU territory. Now it's two touchdown games should they score here and with a whole quarter to play. Well, that's, it's a, you know, it's whole different ball game here. Wow, what a big play that was in the end zone. The pickoff in front of Aleva Hifo. At that point when the ball was in the air rally, you're just hoping Aleva can play DB at that point and knock it down. Yeah, it was a one-on-one in the corner of the end zone. and it was, it was, The ball was floated up there, so it was truly a 50-50 ball, but it ended up, and I, we mentioned the winds picked up a little bit. The wind kind of held it up longer than I think Aleva expected, and he didn't get in a good position to be able to play defense on that ball. Sometimes, you, you know, there's that old saying that, oh, that interception was as good as a punt. That is, never believe that, anybody out there that's trying to be a quarterback or wants <laughs> to play football seriously, because because any turnover gives the opposing team at least some momentum and semblance of hope. And in that case, it actually took a minimum of three points off the board for your team. Now the defense could still hold here. Second down goal from the seven. Jordan Love on a 22 of 32 passing night for 330. And a touchdown with two picks. Awaits in the gun. Gerald Bright, the running back to his right. The play, the pull away from Bright, back of the end zone, Mariner touchdown. COC Mariner's second touchdown catch of the night. The Aggies make it 35-20 with the PAT pending. Flag late. Will this be of the unsportsmanlike variety? Two flags on the field after the TD. It felt like these felt like dead ball flags. I didn't think it was in the play, right? Oh, no question. Yeah. And I, I didn't see it early. I didn't see the flag early. And they're back away from where the throw went. It was nowhere near the actual play. Ineligible receiver downfield. Oh. Offense number 58. Oh. Five-yard penalty, second down. Well, that's something. So, Greg, part of the reason why that play looked so well, they d- did a tremendous play fake where they did a total guard-pull counter to the wide side of the field, and Jordan pulled it back, hitting Siosi Mariner on the backside, on the short side, and it got the whole BYU defense flowing to the left. Well, an offensive lineman snuck a little bit too far down the field and negated it. So it was a live ball foul and a big one. Takes off a touchdown, second and goal now from the 12. Ball near hash, the right hash for Love and the Aggies. BYU almost jumped, got back, got back. Close to being offside there by Uriah Leatow, but he jumped back and nothing was snapped. And there was no contact. Love in the shotgun with a one-second play clock. Snap to him. Middle opens up as he looks left and throws left for the end zone. It is caught, but out of bounds, I believe. He's out of bounds incomplete. Yes, yes, indeed. So... The catch by Nathan is secure, but not till he was out of bounds at the far sideline in the end zone. Third down and goal from the 12, Shaman Willis on coverage to contest. I tell you what, if BYU can hold him here, I go back to that play where Malik Moore actually made that game-saving or that touchdown-saving tackle. Could be a play of the drive here. 
Gets us to third and goal from the 12 for Utah State. I do believe down 21 that you got to at least have a serious consideration that this is four down territory, even though you're third and 12 right now. Trips left, single wide right. Love awaits a shotgun snap. BYU drops eight. Love, open field to his left. Looking to still throw and disguise it through the end zone. No flag. He shoved down after he got rid of the ball by Kafusi, but not in the way of roughing. There's no flag. It is fourth and goal from the 12. Really fortunate there on two counts for BYU. First was Love had Gerald Bright wide open in the flats, but was looking to the back of the end zone and eventually skied it. And second, as you mentioned, Greg, Kafusi had pushed him to the ground, but no flag was called. So basically to this point, play of the game here, right? Fourth and goal from the 12, and the offense stays on the field. They're going for it all right here. The only successful play is one that ends up in the end zone for Utah State. Fourth and goal, 12-yard line, near hash. Love in the gun. BYU brings four. Love settles, fires to the goal line. He's kept out of the end zone. Didn't get in, didn't get in. They stop him. Nathan got to the one-half-yard line, and he was forced back. Austin Lee with a touchdown-saving tackle, and the Cougars take over on downs. Tremendous play by Austin Lee to meet Nathan right as he caught the ball at the one-yard line and to be able to drive his feet through contact so that Nathan was not able to fall forward into the end zone. That was uh, There have been many tremendous plays in this game, but that was one of the most that we've seen, especially here in the second half. The pass to the goal line, and Austin Lee keeps him out. BYU first and... 10 from the one yard line so now the Cougars have to get out of this predicament but it beats the alternative points on the board for Utah State you're right Greg heck even if the worst happens here and you get a safety it's given up two points as opposed to seven under center will go Romney and just leans ahead and that's a good push to near the five on sneak from the one We'll call that Austin Lee play a Martin's collision repair, collision of the game. Martin's collision repair for the right repair, the right paint, the right choice. Learn more at martinscollision.com. First it was Lee, then it was a team of kooks. Making sure Nathan would not get six. He's kept out, and BYU since has gone first and ten, run of four, make it three. I give him four, just outside the uh, four-yard line near the five. Second down for BYU. Romney out of the gun at the goal line with Katoa to his right hip. The hand clap, the blitz, BYU runs into it, and Romney is wrapped up, and they're trying to yank the ball away. He falls ahead to the 7. So BYU's gone from the 1 to the 7 in two plays. Third down long 3 with 13.35 and the clock rolling here in the fourth. Cougars 35, Aggies 14. When you find yourself in a backup situation like that, Greg, you have three protocols. First one is give your long snapper the full 15 yards to be able to punt. They've already accomplished that. Second one is try and get a first down. Third one is get your punter's feet out of the end zone. We'll see if they can accomplish objective two here getting a first down on third and four. A chain mover here would be massive. Third down, long three for BYU. Near hash from the seven. Ball batted down and almost intercepted. Romney throwing near side to Bushman, who's catchless tonight. It's tipped up in the air and almost picked off before it falls to the ground. It'll be incomplete. Justice Tate with the deflection and near interception. And BYU will punt it away from its own end zone. Wow, would that have turned things in a hurry? 
really fortunate. That was what we call a fake rush where Tei came in kind of, he, he makes contact with the offensive tackle but really has no intent of pursuing a rush. Rather, he's trying to jump in the air. Sure enough, he deflected it and almost caught it. And that's BYU's first three and out of the night. End zone punt nearly blocked, and there's contact, and it's roughing with the kicker as the ball rolls out of bounds near sideline. Jake Oldroyd took a hit in the end zone, and with the force and the speed, let's get the call. Running into a roughing. That was on a fourth and less than five. It won't matter. Fourth and less than five, right? Right. It'll move the chains. They came hard and they got him. Roughing the kicker. Defense. Five-yard penalty. Results in the first down. So BYU with a chain mover out of the end zone. Oldroyd was in midair when he got hit. And the flag flew immediately. And that was Devin Tompkins, the coming in, on the pressure. If that's blocked, it's a huge play for the Aggies. They didn't get the ball. They got the kicker. The Aggies went for broke on that one, and they came up broke, right? At this point, down 21, they were trying to get a quick turnaround, you know, maybe a defensive touchdown or a safety out the back of the end zone. Instead, they end up giving BYU a first down, setting them with a fresh set of downs backed up in their own territory. 12.56 to play in quarter number four. Officials blow whistles at the far sideline, and a brief delay here now. I didn't see a timeout signal. Both teams with their full complement here in the second half so far. But the Aggies huddling, and now BYU soon to do the same. It almost looks like an Aggies timeout call, but why would it come there and then? Right now the officials having discussions as both teams huddle. The ruling on the field of roughing the kicker is under further review to see if the ball was tipped. So on a blocked punt, there is no such thing as running into or roughing the kicker. So if Tompkins was able to get his hand on the ball, which it did come fluttering out. Still got to the 49-yard line from the end zone. Oh, yeah. I I don't think so either. I I don't think you can necessarily reverse it based on what I just saw. Tompkins comes in from the side. It looks like the ball was away, I thought. Yeah, it's rare that someone's able to get their hand on the ball when they come in from the angle that he is. He didn't come up the middle. He was trying to block it from the side. Yeah. I think ball's away. Well, and just to, I mean, that when you go back to that replay, I mean, that that uh, there's no reason why he should not have blocked that punt. One of the common mistakes that these defensive players rushing the punter make is they go toward, they take an angle directly towards the punter where if you want to block a punt, because the punter catches the ball and takes two steps forward, you have to aim three yards in front of the punter to block it and not hit the not hit the punter. Um, and so if you would have done that, they probably would have came up with a blocked blocked punt, safety, touchdown. Um, but uh, because he took the wrong angle, that's what put Utah State in that tough predicament. Hey, Mitch, hang with us for a second. Uh, Mitchell, and we may break in here once the official takes his headset off, but you said uh, Jaron Hall's come back on the field but in street clothes, right? Correct. So he is he is on the sideline. Um, he, it looks like he is showered. His pads are off. Um, he is in just his street warm clothes, um, so obviously will not return in this game. Thank you, Mitch. Back to school, back to football, back to Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Whether it's the flame-grilled meats, seafood, or the award-winning unlimited salad festival dinner at Tucano's, is an experience you can't get anywhere else. 
Well, this Utah State team has scored 34 points or more in each of its last 10 home games. All of them wins and all of them double-digit wins. The Ags have 14 points with under 13 minutes to go. And BYU has put up 524 yards in total offense. Referee Steve Barron looked like he was motioning to take off the headphones and make a call, but he's not yet done so. So they're having a long look and listen here after this would-be roughing or running or roughing the kicker call from the BYU end zone. All right, headsets off. We'll get the clarification here from Steve Barron, tonight's referee. After further review, the ruling on the field stands. The ball was not tipped. So BYU football, first and 10 from the 12. And starting to see bigger patches of empty seats now here at Maverick Stadium. As some of the home fans decide that if not all, at least most is lost. Down 35-14 here in the fourth quarter. BYU, new set of downs. And the Cougars still have not technically gone three and out tonight. (laughs) Baylor Romney in the gun. He's replaced Jaron Hall as he did to help BYU defeat Boise State as a starter. Fly sweep to Aleva Hifo, and he runs it from right to left for a gain of 9 and almost 10. Very sh- uh, very close. In fact, move the sticks, they say. So 10-yard run to Hifo. Really good acceleration. One thing we got to highlight and point out is the blocking that's been done by this BYU receiving core. Mitch talked about the big guys up front, and I agree. They have made a tremendous difference in this game. But every time BYU's taken a rush to the edge, they've had lanes, and that's in due in large part to the receiving core making their blocks downfield. Shone Finau, right hip. Play clock down to 10, game clock at 12.30. Option to the right, pitch right to Sione. Great job running through a tackle. Flag flies. This may come back, and that's too bad. Sione with a great individual effort. And where the flag flew, you almost think, well, somebody sprung him, and it will likely be for not. Too bad. Doesn't take away the effort Sione made to get loose. That was a lot of Sione. Very little of a hold. Most definitely. He made a great cutback against the defense, and, yeah, I'm showing it. So Chandon Herring, actually, he still had, you know, you get in trouble as an offensive lineman when your hands get outside the frame, meaning right. you're grabbing a shoulder or an arm. That wasn't the case here. He actually torqued a guy to the ground, but as he was falling to the ground, his hands got outside of Chandon's frame, and yeah, it's ticky-tack in my fouls opinion. on the offense. Illegal block, illegal block in the back. Offense number 61. That penalty is declined. Holding. Offense number 77. 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. First down. It'll back the Cougs up. It'll stay first down. And the clock will stay in the 12-minute range. 12-19. So back to the 15 and a half. Give it the 16-yard line. Ball directly between the hashes for BYU. 35-14. Jaron Hall knocked out of this game late in the first half. His last touch was a touchdown, his second touchdown run of the first half. And now keeping Jaron Hall healthy has been an issue for this team as Zach Wilson tries to get back to full health. Baylor Romney doing okay without both of those guys available. Hand off to Lopini Katoa. Patient run to the right, out to the 20. Gain of four on first and 20. And again, the game clock... Running under 12. The play clock, a full 40. A full 35, beg your pardon. And uh, uh, and the Cougars... Are they full 40? And the Cougars letting it run here. 
well under 20 late in the game. Shotgun for Romney on second and 12. Katoa left hip. Pressure, screen. Well done. Lopini, complete. Blocked to the outside. Lopini, 35-40. Lopini's at midfield. Tracked out from behind. Runs through a tackle. Stiff arm. Down he goes to the 20, to the 15-10-5. Oh! He's inside the five. First and goal. BYU. Lopini Katoa. What a run. Shedding tacklers along the way. And all the way inside the five to the two-yard line. First and goal, BYU. Great effort by Lopini. Great execution by the offense. Baylor getting him the ball. The offensive line to spring him initially. But I want to give credit to the call, the play call. They caught Utah State in a blitz, which is the perfect time that you want to run a screen. And then uh, to accentuate, BYU's defensive, sorry, Utah State's defensive secondary prides themselves on their speed. And Lopini outran three different DBs to take it all the way down to the three. It'll be first and goal from the three officially the spot. Baylor-Romney pistol with Sione Finau. Trips to the Twins to the wide left. Now to Trips with Bushman. And we've got whistles. We've got a false start. Mm. First and goal from the three will go to first and goal from the eight. How about these receiving numbers, Greg? Four catches for 129. Offense, number 77, five-yard penalty, first down. You're talking about Lopini's receiving numbers. Timer, please reset the game clock to 10.34. That's a pretty good night. (laughs) 77 on the long, 32 yards per catch. Four catches for 129 from a running back nonetheless. He's caught all four of his targets. So first and goal from the eight, 10.34 to play in the fourth. BYU 35, Utah State 14. Trips left. Finau to the right hip. MLP makes it four options left. Screen left, complete to Gunner, down to the six or five. Short gain on the first and goal from the eight. Clock runs. It'll go under ten before BYU snaps the ball next. Bushman will trot on. Milne will leave, and Matt's still looking for his first catch of the night. Is that right? The one catch he had was waved off. It was a touchdown catch and a beautiful one. Waved off on a Utah State timeout call before the snap. 9.50 to play. BYU up three touchdowns. Strength is to the wide right. MLP the lone option short left. Baylor Romney. Short sprint to the right. Now throws incomplete. It hops into the end zone. Third down and goal. So, Greg, they were trying to get the ball to Matt Bushman. As as you may have seen, it's become a popular play where the quarterback kind of slowly rolls out to the right and the tight end on the right side blocks for a counter two and then releases back to the left side of the field where they're where the vac where the defenders have all vacated in pursuing the rollout, but Matt Bushman got hung up and really held by uh, the defensive end within the line and was not able to make free. So it blew up the tight end throwback. MLP tight end left. Trips to the wide right. Baylor Romney in the gun with Katoa to his left. The give to Lopini, and Lopini gets into the end zone from the six-yard line on third and goal from the six. The Cougars are running away from it here in Logan. In a rivalry game, you know, when that play didn't work and, and Gunner, you know, only got two on that wide receiver screen and 
They blew up the tight end throwback play. You're thinking, oh, we can take three. It's not really going to make the difference in the game here. But when it's a rival who's beaten you the past two years and you're in their house, you want to punch that thing in for six. And the big boys up front together with Lopini Katoa got that done. Oldroyd on for the PAT. Kick is up and good again. Six for six on the PATs, 42 to 14. BYU making a statement here at Maverick Stadium in Logan. 9.31 to play, timeout on the field. BYU by four, converted touchdowns. Cougars 42, Aggies 14. We're taking a timeout on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Ben Bagley with a scoreboard update. One game still active in the in the college football top 25, and it features Boise State, a former BYU opponent. The 21st-ranked Broncos trying to come from behind against San Jose State right now. 6.44 left in the third quarter. They trail the Spartans 27-24. Boise does have the ball in San Jose territory, driving, looking to either even up the score or take the lead. Now back to the Mo Better broadcast booth and Greg Rebell. Ben, thanks a lot. Well, not since the New Mexico State game last year had BYU scored in all four quarters of any game. Well, they've done it tonight. Seven in the first, 14 in the second, 14 in the third, seven so far in the fourth. When BYU scores in every quarter, Cougars have a really good chance of winning. Kickoff by Southam in two and through the end zone. Touchback, Utah State coming out to the 25-yard line. When BYU scores in every quarter of the Kalani Sitake era, nine and one. With eight consecutive wins, likely to go to 10-1 and one with nine consecutive wins. A couple questions on Twitter coming in about that roughing the kicker call. It could be that the official misspoke because running into is a five-yard penalty. Roughing is a 15, and he said roughing the kicker five yards. It could be that he meant running into for five because if it were truly roughing, it would have been a 15-yard penalty. A couple questions about that, and the rule still say, it does say that people wonder if there was a rule change. No, roughing is still 15, running into is five, but he announced roughing and then the said five so he may have just confused himself on that one but either way BYU got out of that predicament and ended up in the end zone courtesy of a 77 yard catch and run to Lopini Katoa setting BYU up and since he did all the hard work Riley he gets the reward with a 60 yard touchdown run so third and goal from the six let's just run Lopini no question and he has earned it tonight I mentioned his receiving numbers earlier he's Averaging six yards a carry in the rush game. He only has seven carries. But the entire, man, the the team just has come out tonight. I'm looking at the quarterback numbers. Jaron Hall had 260 yards of total offense in the first half. Baylor Romney comes in as the backup, and he has 200 yards. Those are good games for most quarterbacks. And here BYU has had each quarterback uh, meet that performance in a half. And BYU's total offense number is way up there. 627 yards was still time to play. 931 left here at Maverick Stadium. Fans, did you know that you can have your groceries waiting to be picked up or better yet dropped off at your front door? It's all done online at smithsfoodanddrug.com or on their app on your phone. Download the Smiths app and save time. Shop online. 931 remains here in Logan. BYU 42 and Utah State 14. The Aggies' home field win streak would appear is about to end with a resounding thud courtesy of the dominant BYU Cougars. Look at the wins they've had this year at Tennessee, ranked USC, ranked Boise State, and against a Utah State team 
He's playing some pretty good football this year and has beaten you two in a row and three of five. And had a 10-game home win streak. It's just not the la- that means the last two seasons and change, two-plus seasons, no one has come into Maverick Stadium and beat. And not only has BYU won this game, and again, we're speaking preemptively with 9.31 left in the game, 42-14 to 14 being the scores, assuming that they will win. It's a pretty, pretty high probability there. But you come in against a team that has not lost in two-plus years. So the biggest thing I want to see coming into this game was BYU build off that win against Boise, and they have done that and resoundingly so. First and 10, Aggies at their own 25-yard line. Love with bodies flying around him. Hit as he released the ball. Is it called the fumble? It's being picked up and taken into the end zone by Isaiah Kofusi for a score. It's called a touchdown on the field. The only question now is will it stay that way? Ruling on the field is a fumble recovered by the defense for a touchdown. They'll wait to see if Love's arm was moving forward. Mm, They may get this back. It's called a fumble and a fumble return touchdown by Isaiah Kofusi. But right as he was going down, it appeared that he kind of made a forward fling motion with his hand. How will they judge this? They'll take a look for sure. I saw the same thing you saw, Greg. The ruling on the field of a fumble recovered by the defense for a touchdown is under further review. By the way, as this happens, I'll give you a little statistical note here. BYU's at 627 yards in total offense. The last time BYU had this many or more yards in a game in a win against an FBS was at Houston in 2013 in that crazy, wild, high-scoring Taysom Hill is a hero game. So the review happens here to see if they'll rule on forward movement of the arm. And I think it's hard to say that's not forward movement. Yeah, the, the only thing that I could add on that play is it, it it definitely looks like his arm is coming forward, but right at the tail end, it looks like he's trying to hold on to the ball. Um, and so I don't know if that is, you know, Merritt, hey, he was trying. I don't know if that considers um, that a pass attempt, um, but uh, but his arm was definitely coming forward. So if they look at it that way, then, you know, this, this mo- most likely will be overturned. Definitely a, a tuck rule scenario of Tom Brady fame. It, it looks very similar to that. I'll take the opportunity. Gabe Summers is a name we haven't called much this season. He was the one that actually made the hit on Jordan Love that dislodged the football. So freshmen getting some play at BYU con- continuing to develop young players and depth on this football team. In the instant replay casebook, a scenario like this is described where it says the quarterback, as he attempts to stop his throwing motion, but before... He can bring the ball back towards his body, loses it, and the ball is recovered. The referee rules fumble. You're to reverse that to an incomplete pass. It is a pass. It says it is a pass if the ball comes loose at any point after the hand starts forward until the passer starts to bring the ball back toward his body. Now, here's a strange element. I just watched the replay again. The ball is is, is already lost or not? No, it ended up four yards behind him. Like there's a possibility this is a lateral as he was sp- as he was getting spun down. In uh, which case it doesn't matter if it was forward. It's a backward pass at that point. I mean Isaiah Kafusi he was taken down on about the 18 yard line and Isaiah Kafusi picked it up inside the 15, which means the ball was headed backwards. 
that an interesting component in here. To me, there's two elements, whether or not yep. it was a forward pass and if his arm was coming forward. Then you could argue backward pass and recovery, right? Yep. So here comes the call. They've talked about it, and they're going to tell us about it. After review, it was determined that the passer's hand was coming forward with control. Before it is an incomplete pass, okay. the ball will be placed at the 25-yard line, second down. Timer, re please reset the game clock to 9:26. 9:26. So not uh, terribly surprising on review. They are moving forward. And I'll just say footballs with their ob oblong <laughs> shape tend to roll in funny directions. But it did... I mean, that's what that's what we saw on the field. It'll go to second down and 10. Utah State at the Aggie 25-yard line. 9.26 to go in the fourth. BYU's up 42-14. to 14. Jordan Love being chased and again dumps it off incomplete again as he threw it to the far flat. He was pressured by two Cougars, Leitawa and Mahe. And that ball skipped to the intended receiver incomplete. So third down and 10 Aggies. Love in shotgun. He's one of his last seven tonight passing as the errors come out after a really productive first half, 300-plus yards. Things have slowed down in half number two. They were at 336 at halftime. They're at 434 now. Less than 100 yards after the break. Again, BYU pressure. This time screen complete to Bright. And Bright has room to the right and is cut down short of the line to gain, reverses his path, stays moving, and ultimately does go down. Again, still short by one yard of the line to gain. And so BYU did a lot of tracking of Gerald Bright before Gabe Summers makes the tackle. Pretty amazing displays of athleticism to be able to reverse fields like that, but the athleticism is not necessarily resulting in production as he ran an additional 40 yards for BYU no more game. BYU has called their first charge timeout of the half. 30-second timeout. It is fourth down and one for Utah State Correction. at the Aggie 34-yard line. So the full timeout will take it. 8.54 to play here in Logan. BYU 42 and Utah State 14 on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU fans, mortgage rates are down. So now is the perfect time to talk to a UCCU mortgage expert about refinancing and lowering your monthly payments. Visit uccu.com. Well, this may end up being the first time this season that BYU shut out an opponent in the second half. BYU led 21-14 at halftime and has outscored Utah State 21-0 in the second half. 42-14. BYU leading it late. 8.54 to go and last gasp time for the Aggies on fourth and one from Aggie territory. The Ags on 34-yard line. Jordan Love in the offense. Look to get a yard. Gerald Bright will set up to the left of Love. BYU shows three down linemen. Five at the line. Seven in the box. Love awaits a shotgun snap as Bright and Love both make adjustments with the play clock at 10. Bright now to the right of Love. They motion across the formation. They hand off to Bright. Bright with a big burst 
needing one, getting 10. Max Tooley, the tackle, all the way out of the 45-yard line. 8.45 to go. As quickly as the Aggies move, they go, we just score and then score and then score some more. We're still alive. Lots to be done, though, between now and then. Right side flat. Completion. Clock stays rolling as Bright makes the catch. 8.30 to play. BYU's up 28 late. And look at that far side of Maverick Stadium emptying out. And this was a sellout tonight, 25,500. I think 25,474 was the official. And many of those fans have uh, called it a night on this cold evening in Logan. Love on a three-step. Loads up. Guns downfield. Broken up, intended for COC Mariner. Shimon Willis on the pass breakup. Second down. Ten, I make it third and eight. There was a gain. Previously to set up third down and eight. Greg, I had the chance to speak with a player uh, asking them what their approach to this week was, and they said all of the emphasis was on finishing. After giving up 10-point leads to both Toledo and South Florida, and then an 18-point lead dwindling down to three against Boise. So I think this second-half shutout that you were mentioning earlier means a lot to this defense. BYU drops eight on third down and eight. Jordan Love guns it between three Cougar defenders to Savon Scarver for a first down. That was a rifle to the far boundary. 38-yard line of BYU, 8.02 to go. Cougars 42 and Utah State 14. Jaron Hall played all but one play of the first half. And Baylor Romney's taken it the entire second half. And we've got a flag. We've got two flags before snap. False start. False start. Offense, number 64. Five-yard penalty. First down. Penalty number seven against the Aggies. BYU takes this opportunity to substitute. You mentioned the strike from Jordan Love. He stood tall in a clean pocket and was able to deliver as he is capable to do. We'll see what the three pairs of fresh legs for this BYU defensive front will do as they continue to drop eight and keep these USU wide receivers in front of them. Without something massive and miraculous, Utah State's 10-game home win streak comes to an end tonight. On a scramble, a sprint to the right. Love throws way off target intended for Burt. The Ags had won seven consecutive non-conference home games, ten consecutive home games overall. They were 19-3 in their last 22 non-conference home games, or non-conference games overall, beg your pardon. And they will not defeat BYU three times in a row for the first time since the early 1970s, it would appear. Ball incomplete as it bounces off of. Taylor Compton and falls to the turf. It'll go to third down and 15 for Utah State. And I think Jackson Kafusi might have actually gotten a hand on that, um, disrupting that receiver from making the catch. Third down long. Jordan Love's gone all the way. And BYU quarterbacks usually don't go all the way against Utah State. Four straight meetings, they've had to use at least two quarterbacks against the Ags. And five of the last six due to either injury or coach's decision in way of uh, making a change. Rushes three, drops eight. Downfield, almost another INT for BYU. Sailed through the hands of D'Angelo Mandel, who almost had the pick. It'll go to fourth down and 15 for USU. You mentioned the quarterbacks, Greg. It looks like we're going to see three quarterbacks, but that's a good thing because of the margin of victory. Joe Critchlow's warming up on the sidelines uh, as it looks like he right. might finish out this game for the Cougars. And this game has been conceded as on 4th and 15, Utah State will punt with 7.17 to go. 
And we're going to give Joe a go. Critchlow will check in with BYU leading it by 28 and a heavy dose of run coming up for the Cougs. The punt forthcoming from Christopher Bartolik. And he end over ends it short. And oh, bobbled by BYU. It's a battle for the ball. Hefo tries to pull it away. Who will be given the football? Utah State. Second time tonight that Hefo bobbled the punt, and this one he's not able to recover. So, it won't be a perfect finish for BYU tonight. Utah State, first down and 10 at the 12. Ruling on the field is a muffed punt recovered by the kicking team. First down, Utah State. So the recovery by the Ags sets Utah State up first and 10 at the 12. As well as things have gone, Kalani was uh, justifiably ticked off at that turn of events there. Just make a clean catch and you can almost run this thing out. Now the Aggies back in business. Love receives the shotgun snap, hands off to Gerald Bright. Stops his progress, restarts, forced back after a gain of three. Clock rolls under seven minutes to go. Austin Kofensis in on the tackle. Kofensis does a little bit of everything and playing a linebacker position tonight. Hybrid safety linebacker. Snap love. BYU comes from the edge. Kofensis gets it, knocks the ball away, and the Cougars recover! Austin Kofensis the strip, and Isaiah Kofusi on the fumble recovery. What I tell you, Greg? The ruling on the field is a fumble recovered by the defense. First down, BYU. The emphasis during the bye week and this week of practice has been on finishing. That second half shutout meant something to this football team, and you could see it. They called a pressure. Austin Confenses came in like a bat out of you-know-where and caused the fumble. Isaiah right there to pick it up. And now, as we mentioned before, BYU is in a position to run out the clock with the 28-point win. Well, they may not be able to take it all the way to the finish, but they can get most of the way there coming up. With 6.41 to go, we'll take a timeout. BYU 42, Utah State 14, a fourth takeaway on the night. Austin Kofensis, I just said, he does a little bit of everything. How about the strip? And Isaiah Kafusi on the fumble recovery. Cougars up 28 late here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 6.41 to play at the end of this clear, crisp day in Logan, Utah. The wind is picked up. The Cougars' play is picked up in the second half. And so far, it's a second-half shutout, to which Riley Nelson alludes a moment ago. 42-14 with a 21-0 second half going BYU's way to this point. And I guess we can say, Riley, that uh, the Cougars are okay at quarterback this year. Most definitely. We went through the numbers, and Jaron's first-half performance and Baylor's second-half performance, each in two quarters, are good four-quarter performances for most quarterbacks. But really, a quarterback is a reflection of the players around him, so you got to hand it to both those two players, but also the other ten guys that they share the field with. Joe Critchlow is in. Quarterback number three tonight, the handoff to Finau. Sione. Good freshman season for Sione, right? Nope. I, I, I think he's, 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 uh, he's had really brilliant moments. Uh, 
and just looked solid, right? Really? Does it just look like he knows what he's doing out there and can really be a benefit to this BYU backfield? He's got great technical. Whether it's a good natural feel or he's been really well coached, it's hard to tell which it is because he has such good feel. He knows how to run zone schemes. He knows how to run man schemes. He's got the natural ability to be able to execute, when, cut back when he needs to cut back, accelerate, show patience. All of those things have been really impressive from Sione. No gain for Finau on first and 10, second and 10, and the Cougars wisely let the play clock roll and roll. It's now at three, at two, at one, and they didn't get it off in time, or did they? Just barely, or no, delay of game, unless they called timeout. They did. BYU has called their first <laughs> charge timeout of the half. Yeah, use it there, may as well, right? Don't back yourself up if you don't need to, Correction, so it got a little too late. Out of the half. Got a little too late in the play clock, and Kalani had to call timeout. Look at Kalani, he said, gotta go a little quicker, Joe. We're trying to run the clock, but... So, uh, and you can see Joe clapping it more urgently as it got toward one, and ultimately they bail him out with a timeout. So we'll stay right here with it. 5.53 to play. BYU's up 42-14. to 14. BYU will get back to 500 on the year, and Utah State will drop to 500 on the year, and Kalani will go a game above 500 for his head coaching record, and BYU will head back home for Liberty on Saturday. BYU will be favored to win, but Liberty will be expecting to score. They score a lot of points. Not a great schedule this year, but they scored uh, 63 at UMass today. Now, UMass is historically bad, but a lot of points. And they should have scored 70. They fumbled the ball at the goal line. So Liberty comes in next in an FCS team, and then you hit UMass. There's a chance here that BYU can keep this roll going here to late in November. That would be great. Shot a pistol for Critchlow and Finau. Sione takes the middle handoff. Has to kind of restart his run after following a couple blockers and moving one out of the way, and he gets a gain of five or six. It'll be third down and about five for BYU. BYU five and nine on third downs tonight. And the total offense number 600. It was 627 when this last series began. Now BYU at 632 yards total offense. Clock rolling, by the way, 5.20 here in the fourth quarter. Play clock under 10. Critchlow quickly gets his guys set, backs up to the gun. Play clock at 5, 4, 3, 2. The clap, the snap, the handoff, Sione. Can't turn the corners. He turns it upfield. They drag him again, but he gets the first down. They're hanging on to his jersey yet again. Sione had two guys to beat to make the marker rally, and he did. So it was a play designed to go straight up the middle. Nothing was there. He bounces it outside, but there was two Utah State defenders waiting to corral him inside. So he pressed them to get them to pursue him to the sideline. He was able to put his foot in the ground and cut back. Yeah, planted it, cut back against those guys, and was able to get the yardage for the first down. And so the Cougars get closer to the end line here tonight. 4.40 to play. A 10-second play clock. BYU big. 42-14. And Joe Critchlow will finish this one out. Play clock at 2 and 1. And again, just barely getting it off. Finau, no gain. Maybe a loss of a yard running it left. The play clock begins to run. The game clock continues to run. And we'll get under 4 minutes when BYU snaps the ball next. A lot of numbers out there we don't uh, see uh, very frequently or get to call frequently. And uh, on that play, Utah State was able to get some penetration against some guys who were probably getting some of their first reps, if not this season, you know, in college football. Play clock under 15, game clock under four minutes. BYU will end Utah State's two-game win run over the Cougs. 
and make it back to three and three in the last six. Oh, nice little half hurdle by was that uh, Mason Wake on the run there? It was. was Kyle Griffiths, I thought, or was it Mason Wake? It was Mason, yeah. Yeah, Mason Wake lining up his pistol back there. So the Lone Peak product, Mason Wake kind of stepping over a tackle, getting a couple of extra yards, and Mason will stay in there. Kyle Griffiths also in the game. Tavita Ika in the game. And the Cougars go a little deeper down their bench tonight. Happily so. Keanu Hill is in the formation, a wide receiver. Critchlow, hands off Wake. Wake drags a couple guys on third down and 11. It'll be fourth down and seven, and BYU will punt it away with under three minutes to play. So punt team on, and Utah State put the offense back out on the field. Question will be, is it maybe Henry Columbia to finish things out tonight? Or will Jordan Love get a few more snaps? The game is lost. Is this Danny Jones lining up? Or is that still Jake Oldroyd? Still Jake? So Jake boots away under no pressure. Near side, catch made inside the 30 by Jordan Nathan. And he's stopped and driven back. No gain. A little bit of a loss and 2.15 to play for Utah State. So the Aggies' momentum, which saw them go 4-0 against non-P5 programs, has been halted as they've lost in back-to-back weeks to Air Force and now BYU. Jordan Love will stay in there and out there. First time BYU's scored more than 40 points on the road since winning at Utah State in 2015. Enoch Nawahine is in the game at running back. Didn't see a lot of Jalen Warren, saw a lot of Riley Burton, of course tons of Gerald Bright. Now down to running back number four, Enoch Nawahine. Jordan Love launching it deep down the far side, incomplete toward the boundary. If another running back were to get in, Riley, might be a little brother, Chase. Might see a little bit of Chase here. It looks like... uh that might be one of his strengths. You know, he might not be as quick as fast as some of the other guys, but he can pro- he's physical and can stick his nose in there and pass pro as it looks like they're going to leave Jordan Love in there to try and, you know, move the ball down the field through the air, see if they can't sneak in a score. 2.08 to go. BYU by 28. Handoff Nawahine. And Nawahine finds green grass. Artificial turf in this case. Out to the 47-yard line. 19-yard run for Nawahine. Tyler Algier, the tackle for BYU. Cougars 42, Aggies 14. BYU almost 640, almost 650 yards of offense. 641 tonight. We saw more than 1,100 yards game between these two teams. Far side completion. Clock stays running as the receiver Compton is upended at the far boundary to BYU side of the field, 49-yard line. We have 100 seconds to play. The only drama left now is will BYU pitch a second-half shutout been 21-0 so far. Jordan Love takes a shotgun snap. Pressure from his right and behind him. Steps out of it. Flag flies. Maybe a hold as the throw comes near side. Caught by Mariner. Nice grab, by the way, to secure it before falling out of bounds. But that looks like holding territory. And this will come back with 1.23 to go. So impressed with the effort given by this BYU defensive front. Holding. Offense. Number 72. 10-yard penalty from the previous spot. Second down. 
to continue to fight and rush this hard this late in the game. Now, there might be some selfish motives to it as they can get, you know, mark a, a sack in the stat column for the year uh, in a situation like this. But to rush as hard as they did to draw that holding penalty, credit to those guys up front who are each taking double teams. Four takeaways on the night for BYU. Two via interception, two fumble recoveries. And both INTs from linebackers because only linebackers get picks on this year's team. <laughs> 11 INTs on the season, 10 from the backers. Snap, knee high to Love. Love screens it, complete to Nawahine. Nawahine on second and 16, got 13. Third and three coming up for USU. Ball on the near side hash, the right hash for Utah State. 45 seconds to go. BYU will go to four and four and win back-to-back games for a second time this season. 42 to 14 is our score. Love. Play fake, step back, near side throw, and Savon Scarber makes the catch for the first down. On third down and three, he got to the BYU 36. Clock will stop, 32 seconds to go. First and 10 Aggies. Love in a clean pocket, now some pressure from the right, forcing him to run to his left. He's hit. And forced out of bounds. Clock will stop 23 seconds after a gain of two, maybe three for Love. Mitchell Price, defensive back on the force out as BYU gets deeper into his two, three, and four deep. Timeout BYU. BYU has called their third and final timeout of the half. 30-second timeout. (laughs) It's cold, and the fans want to go home. And so they are displeased with that timeout. Well, the Cougars are making friends with the weather tonight. They're loving this. And BYU deserves to enjoy this, right? Those last couple of years were tough. Big wins by Utah State. Listen to the Cougar fans here in Logan. Those that have made the trip up from Provo and those that uh, us Cache Valley natives affectionately call closet cougars <laughs> because they have to hide their loyalty throughout. And it comes out once a year in games like this. And uh, they're going to be able to wear the logo and, and fly it proud at least for a little while. While guarding, you know, their the, the paint jobs on their cars and, uh, you know, other things. 33-yard line of BYU. Second down and seven for Utah State. Cougs up 42-14. to 14, 23 seconds to go. Jordan Love hit as he throws, and it is intercepted! Inside the Cougar 10. Heading down the near sideline. Go the Cougars. Bo Tanner. Tanner 25-20 of Utah State, and that's going to do it. BYU will take one snap and end it. It's a fifth takeaway. BYU will take a knee and take a W back to Provo. Jordan Love throws his third interception of the night. The Bo Tanner INT down the near sideline, almost to the house. Instead, as Mark Lyons is fond of saying, he got all the way to the front step. But that's it. And they'll take it. Kalani, you know, after three first-half turnovers, Kalani asked for more. And here's the second-half turnover, totaling five for the game. Tremendous all-out effort by this BYU team. Jordan Love made the touchdown-saving tackle, by the way. A knee for Critchlow, and this one is done. 
Joe Critchlow takes the snap, takes a knee. BYU wins it 42-14 here at Maverick Stadium. And the fans you hear are in BYU blue on this night. Kalani Sitake and his old friend, mentor, Gary Anderson, a warm hug on a cold night here in Logan. Comprehensive win for BYU. Four converted touchdowns, the margin. 42-14 on a 21-0 second half. As things cooled off outside, the BYU offense heated up. And the Cougars score their most points in a long time, at least in a road game. The last time they scored more than 40, as we mentioned, was right here four years ago. But between now and then, some heartache against Utah State. And the Cougars reverse that trend here tonight. And look at that. They've awarded the wagon wheel to the Cougars on the near sideline. They're going to lift. Don't roll it. They're going to lift it. The Cougars lift the wagon wheel here at Maverick Stadium. (laughs) It's back in BYU possession. And they're going to bring a bunch of teammates over to get involved and walk this thing around a little bit. And every right to enjoy this. Yeah, you can see how much, you know, there's some fans out there that maybe don't want to acknowledge this as a rivalry or think that there's importance, but the scene we're seeing on the field, the the intensity, all the enthusiasm, the celebration now, and here is the teams gathering around the wagon wheel to take a pitcher out on the field. It means a lot to the, these players in this program. And to reverse the trend of the last couple of years we've talked about, to reverse the trend of this season by putting together back-to-back impressive wins against Boise State and Utah State, who last year were the top of the Mountain West Conference. Really tremendous job. Great sight to see. Hey, Riley and Greg. Yes. Hey, I'm I'm on the field with Austin Lee. Um, Austin, talk about this victory. How much does this mean to you, a senior? You know, the the last two years haven't gone your way. Talk about what this win means to you. uh, Yeah, this this means a lot. Since I've been here, we haven't been able to get these guys, and it seems like they've had our number, and Last year, it really sunk in, you know, when they, they brought it to us. And so we knew that we had to come out here, uh, be physical as, as a whole, you know, offense, uh, defense, special teams. And so it means a lot, you know, being in this rivalry game and uh, just seeing, you know, the emotions. And, uh, you know, I think we brought it. And so I'm just so excited. Yeah, talk about your preparation into this week. How confident were you guys coming here to Logan, coming away with a victory? What was that preparation like that led to this confidence? Yeah, I feel like uh, since the season's gone on, preparation has just gone, uh, you know, really up and very high. And so uh, having a bye week was very helpful. Uh, it, it wasn't a, really a bye week. It was just another opportunity to, to prepare. Um, we knew going into it, they have some great skilled positions, a great quarterback. And so we just prepared, you know, like, like we have it before. And uh, every, every guy, it was, practice was a lot, very more intense because they're a very high tempo uh, offense. And so... I felt like it translated very well uh, through the bye week and through the preparation that we had. I mean, your defense forced four, four turnovers today. I mean, the last couple games, you include Boise State last week or two weeks ago, you guys have just been five. on fire. <laughs> five turnovers, yeah. five turnovers today. How have you been able to really dial things together, and what does this look like for the rest of the season for you guys? Yeah, it was a big uh, confidence booster. I think I think guys are just really staying a lot more disciplined, and that's uh, – you know, the front, the front, that's the backers reading three steps. It's the backers reading the quarterback, the, the DBs as well. And so I feel like we're just really been able to stay a lot more disciplined in what we do. And uh, 
tackles, missed tackles have gone down and everyone's running the ball, so it's, it's just a lot more intense. And so uh, this, this was definitely a confidence booster having all those turnovers and just knowing what we can do when we play all four quarters. Awesome. Last question for you. You know, your defense has come out strong, but talk about the offense. They've been able to put up some points the last couple couple games and have really, you know, turned a stride. How proud of you are of this offense and, and what, what impresses you most with them? Yeah, just the resiliency. Uh, they're, they're always prepared, like I said, and they're always, you know, just, just work, workhorses. You know, when opposition comes, they just battle back, and I'm just so proud of them, you know, putting points up like this tonight, and uh, I can see them doing a lot more uh, in the near games, and so I, I'm just really proud of them and how they handle things and, and have our backs as, as, as we're defense, and sometimes we struggle, you know. They, they re we're playing very well together as a team right now. Thanks, Austin. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, great job, Mitchell. Thank you to Mitchell and Austin Lee. We'll take a break. Post-game recap coming up next. Final score, BYU 42, Utah State 14. You heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.